1: Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We are coming down to crunch time in determining whether or not who is going to control, who is going to govern the country, Republicans, imperfect as they may be some of them, or Crazy, demented, socialist, left-wing Democrats like Nancy, who will vote for Nancy Pelosi uh, to be Speaker, who will raise our taxes, who will pass more soft-on-crime bills like they have in California to put more criminals back out on the street, who will open the border, who will leave the border wide open and let any number of these caravans with hordes of illegal immigrants pour into the country, uh, one after the other, unchecked. And... Uh, Those are the choices before us, and we have on the line with us someone who has made immigration an issue long before Donald Trump ever came on the political scene. This is Tim Donnelly, who's running for Congress in the 8th Congressional District against a liberal, moderate, uh, nominal Republican named Paul Cook. And we're pleased to have Tim on the line with us. And you just get off a great event this past t- Tuesday where Ann Coulter not only endorsed him, and there was any one person who personifies the immigration issue and having an America First immigration policy, it's Ann Coulter. And she came all the way out to Victorville to support Tim Donnelly. So welcome to the show, Tim. And I, are you still basking in the afterglow of getting a, not only an endorsement from Ann Coulter— but uh, her personal appearance for you.
2: <laughs> hey, Greg and Don, yeah. It was a pretty amazing night. And I have to say, I was blown away by her energy. Uh, she, she stood there. She didn't sit down to sign books. She stood up. She talked to every person. She engaged them. She remembered their names when we took pictures. Then she gave a rip roy speech to the whole uh, event we had close to 300 people at this event. It was pretty amazing.
3: There was a lot of energy, and there was even a red wave that unfolded there at <laughs> the.
2: Uh... <laughs> there he is with his red wave. There was this great MC, uh, otherwise <laughs> well... known as Don Dix, uh, who who uh, yeah, because things did you know when you when you bring when you bring a guest who's in high demand, oftentimes their schedules are in flux. Yep, and uh, and so she wasn't there at the exact time we were hoping for. We, it was a lot of uh, uh, you know time to fill. And Don, you you, uh, you you've got a whole new uh, fan club. I think <laughs> well, there was there
3: was a little time to fill, but it was a great event. Your folks put together the pieces of a marvelous evening. Uh, the venue was great, the food was great, the uh, speakers were great. Yes, you're right. And uh, you know, was is a busy person, and uh, you know, got there a little after she was supposed to, but nonetheless, a, a great event. You even had a little fan club out front, uh, which was fun to see um and oh, yeah I, yeah and i think well, that, that that's that's indicative right now of the current political environment we have uh one of the only republican on republican races in your congressional district that you're running for the congressional district 8 and it's interesting to see how republicans are willing to employ the same tactics as democrats taking uh, a a story and completely mischaracterizing it and using it as political fodder it's it's actually a little it, it not, it's not a little it's it's a lot disconcerting to see that happen i mean you have brought out legitimate policy issues and the cook campaign has brought out illegitimate history recharacterized it reframed it and they're using it as political as democrat political attack dogs would
2: well, I, I've said numerous times uh, that Paul Cook is the Democrat in this race. Even though there's two Republicans running, he is truly the Democrat in almost every way, not just the way he votes, but also the way that he campaigns. And it's amazing. Um, you were referring to a little band of protesters uh, who were, uh, some of whom we understand were paid, uh, but they were led by Cook's district director, Matt Knox, he was the one leading the parade of protesters. Um, and I wonder if he got paid for on state time for doing ah. that. He probably came straight from work. And, you know, you, you, you just wonder how much of, of their campaigning they're doing on the taxpayer dime since, since he sent out a bunch of mail pieces uh, and billed them to us. And uh, I think people are tired of this. It. It's like, look. You, you are our representative. Whether we agree with you or not, you owe us a simple explanation of your votes. I have challenged him to explain why he would vote to use military funds for sex change surgeries when so many people in our district are completely against that. And they're not buying his little explanation while well, Mattis, you know, uh, you know Secretary uh, of Defense James Mattis asked me to make his vote. Well, Secretary of State, I'm sorry, uh, Secretary of Defense James Mattis doesn't live in the 8th District, and and you vote for us. So the excuse that I have to vote for all these horrible things like Planned Parenthood funding uh, that I voted for before I voted against it, um, you know, and, and, and all these other things that he votes for in order to get the military funded when Republicans are supposed to be in the majority it, it, it's falling on deaf ears. It, people are, are are getting tired of the excuses for why we keep losing every major fight, and and and, and somehow we're told, well, it's the only way we could fund the the military. Good gracious.
1: Well, that's an excellent point. Is that it's not? Paul Cook was a great Marine, but when the General told Colonel Cook to do something, Colonel Cook saluted and and did it. The problem is that's how he operates now as a member of Congress. When, well, when Mattis or when Speaker Ryan or Speaker Boehner tells him to do something, Congressman Paul Cook salutes and does it.
2: Right. But, but Gregory, you make a great point. On the, on the sex change funding, he's not supposed to look to a general, to General James Mattis, to ask his opinion. He's supposed to look to the people of the 8th District and ask their opinion. And the vast, overwhelming majority, I'd say close to 80% of the people of the 8th District oppose that. They want funds to be used for ma- taking care of our veterans. They want those funds to be used for boots, you know, basic materials, uh, you know, uh, equipment, so that people on the front line who are in the middle of the fight and harm's way, who are serving this country and defending our freedom will be safer and, and, and better protected. This is a completely inappropriate use of taxpayer funds that were set aside and reserved to fund our military. And that's, that right there is the issue. And he keeps dismissing it, saying this general told me to do it. Well, General James Mattis doesn't live in the 8th District. He's not a voter in the 8th District. And you don't answer To a general, you answer to the people of this district.
1: And certainly, if you want to see a comparison of your record and for and of uh, Cook's record, you can go to numeral 4 congresscom Numeral 4 congresscom and click on real record, and it's got a side-by-side comparison. And it's not just the sex change surgery; it's not just Planned Parenthood funding. He has Cook has a long record of voting liberal. Voting moderate, voting however the speaker tells him to to vote, and his his he has a conservative review rating of F. That's Mark Levin's organization. Heritage Action gives him a forty-three percent. When just when the average Republican House member is at a sixty-four percent, we can do so much better. Yeah.
2: Then numbers USA, you know, numbers USA gives him a C, which is average. Uh, they don't really factor in his amnesty vote back when he was in the California state assembly to let illegal aliens keep their cars at DUI checkpoints. But with a caravan bearing down on our borders with people saying we're going to break through and we're going to illegally come to your country because we have a right to be there. Um, I think it's bringing things into focus because people are going, do you want a fake Republican who just set up a fake caucus in Washington, DC? Uh, to stop the Sanctuary Cities caucus that Paul Cook just ginned up and created and made himself the, the head of, I, I wonder how many people he thinks he's going to fool with that when he's been a solid vote for amnesty, and he will vote for amnesty in the future. Tim, and, and, that, and that's the thing. There, I think people, people are, are checking out records, and they're able to see what you're really doing versus the, the hype.
3: There is another destination our listeners can head for recommendations all up and down the political card that's going to be that they're going to be voting on now if they're uh, absentee voters or on November 6th. And we're going to tell everybody about that, because not only do we need clarity about how to vote for races like Tim is running in, but we need clarity for races that include judgeships, uh, local city council candidates. And there is a. Uh, voter uh, guide, if you will, that is available to people for San Bernardino County. We're going to tell you all about that and how they rate this particular race between Tim Donnelly
1: and Paul Cook when we return after a break from our sponsor for this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this.
4: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your direct mortgage lender. If you're considering a new home purchase or the refinance of a current home, and you know everything about every financial option, your income is plain vanilla, straight salary, and you have perfect credit, then perhaps dealing with one of those online lenders you see on TV makes sense. However, if you don't consider yourself a financial expert, and you want someone you can trust to listen to what you're looking for and suggest the best option for you, then call us at Wholesale Capital at 855-640-2020. Whether you're a millennial buying your first house, a baby boomer wondering how to get out of debt before retirement, or a retiree who needs a plan to help you live more comfortably, we can find products and strategies that fit your scenario. In the age of rising interest rates, increasing home values, and mortgage products that are changing daily, you might want to talk to the experts that can help navigate through some options to figure out the best plan for you. Call Wholesale Capital at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, and listen to my show The Main Event Weekends right here on AM 590 The Answer.
0: License by
5: the NMLS California,
0: license number AM 590, the answer
5: This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590. The answer.
3: Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen and private citizens all across America are going to be have the opportunity to vote but many aren't many are going to sit on the sidelines unfortunately in this most consequential election midterm election in modern history this election will determine the direction of Trump's agenda this direction will determine the direction of the state of California between Gavin Newsom and John Cox it will determine the direction between whether or not we get good Ballots in the future, Attorney General Xavier Becerra has lied to the people of California in describing Prop 6. Nowhere in the voter guide are you going to see repeal of the gas tax. and let, yet, yet that's what every uh, individual who signed the initiative was signing the initiative to do, repeal the gas tax. Mr. Becerra, our attorney general, lied to the American people about that in about that proposition, Proposition Six, mislabeled uh, it, and you know turned the voting around. So of course we're talking about yes on Prop Six to repeal the gas tax, but there are many other offices that we are voting on, including judgeships. We well, I don't think we've ever had a judge on uh, any one of the radio shows that I'm involved in, and that's a shame but there is a destination that you can head to in order to get advice no matter what county you're in no matter where you are in California and it's Craig Huey's voter guide go to craighuey.com Huey, at that uh, at right at the top of the page is a purple bar view a voter guide click on that and you're going to see every county in California listed um, all 57 of them no actually there's 58 <laughs> There's 58 counties in uh, in California. And if you scroll on down to San Bernardino County, excuse me, and pull that up, you're going to see offices from top of the ticket all the way down to city council races listed here. And I want to draw your attention because Craig Huey has uh, listed the U.S. Representative 8th District race uh, under House of Representatives. Paul Cook, the incumbent. Tim Donnelly, the challenger. And... Uh, you know, Tim uh, Donnelly, who is the candidate for in that race, who joins us here on the United IE radio show right now, I can tell you I've looked at a lot of these that Craig Huey has put together, and rarely does he give uh, give out a five-star rating. It's a great blessing if you can get four stars, three stars. is a good uh, vote of confidence from Car- Craig Huey. But somehow, for some reason, Craig Huey has given you five stars against the incumbent Paul Cook. Any idea on how you earned that magnificent rating from Craig Huey's Voter Guide, a five-star rating, Tim?
2: Oh, we must have paid him really well. <laughs> I guess that's it,
3: right? Isn't that how politics looks, <laughs> l- works? you gotta got to follow the money, right? No, congratulations on that. Sean Flynn, also in the 31st District, earned a five-star rating uh, as well. So you're in good company. Sean's a great guy. You're a great guy. Uh, what does it take, do you know, to earn a five-star rating from uh, – from Craig Huey in his voter guide.
2: Well, I I, I would say uh, knowing Craig and, and and his wife Shelley, look, it it has you have to be rock solid on on the key issues uh, that have to do with with our faith, which is being pro life. I am a hundred percent pro life. There is no equivocation with me. <laughs> I've made it clear that I will stand up and vote against uh, Planned Parenthood every time. I will not vote to fund it and then play the little establishment politiciany game that the Republicans are doing, and then run over here and say, oh, so we voted to fund Planned Parenthood uh, when it counted, and we gave them the money. Now we're going to vote to defund them and try to take the money away. Uh, and, the, and the vote to defund them never happens, it never goes anywhere, because it's just a game. And, you know, I, I think we should actually vote To take the money out of the omnibus bill and 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 a lot of this other stuff that they're doing so yeah it's about giving more than lip service because here's the sad thing without craig huey's voter guide and and a handful of other voter guides like that a lot of christians would wind up voting for for a guy like paul cook yeah
3: and that is scary
2: because we don't know
3: a lot of people and that's the sad fact i mentioned that here it is a midterm and midterms are Characteristically marked by low voter turnout. I think it's going to, this midterm will be higher than most, but still, too many Republicans are going to sit on the sidelines, which is why we did that red wave up at your event, which is why I implored people, everybody, people listening to the show, everywhere, should pull out their Rolodex and call 5, 10, 15, call them all. Ask them if they're voting, ask them how they're voting on Prop. Uh, six get the conversation started let them know how vitally important that this election is to our communities to our state and to our country and uh you know that's that's a level of activism that everybody can uh employ regardless of you know where they sit in the state where the, what what they do for a job it th- this is almost mandatory responsibility as a citizen of the republic this time around
2: absolutely unequivocally
1: so what? Do you, so what are your what are your plans? Um, yeah, and how can the people campaign? help you? Yeah.
3: I just jumped all over Greg, but he's That's like, okay. "What are your yeah. what are your plans?" But I know I
1: said, you, you had a better question, so we'll we'll go with that. Your, one. How your can, plans how can, are the campaign trail. Go how ahead, can Greg. people? How can people help you?
2: Well, you know, really, the most significant thing, thing that people could do at this point, and it's an easy thing for them to do, is just take a moment and 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 say a prayer that the Lord would place on the hearts of all the undecided voters. There's so many voters out there who have no idea who to, who to vote for. And, and that they would place candidates like myself and Sean Flynn and, and Kimberlyn Brown and others who are Christians, who are, are, are part of really bringing light back to a very dark political landscape right at the moment. And, um, and so I would just ask that you pray and 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 not only pray for us in our campaigns but pray for for our president i mean my gosh look at look at the assault can you imagine being under the daily assault uh, that president trump is under on a, i mean it, it, it's got to wear on him as strong as he is it's got to wear on him at some point when it has a cumulative effect and he's going to need every bit of that prayer that we can muster in this country
3: amen that's very true, very true. And by the way, I thought since you are talking about the assault on President Trump, I just read a new report that says that 25% of all liberals are on some form of medication for mental illness. And that's really scary, Tim, because it means 75% of them out there are running around <laughs> without medication.
0: <It's-
3: laughs> That's uh, that's really yeah. scary, and you know, you, you the border issue is, and I, I think all the hosts on CNN are part of the seventy five percent. No doubt about it. The the rhetoric that's coming out, given the news flow this week from CNN, is just abysmal. Uh, you know, you are you, the the border issue is the one that initially animated you. Uh, you went down to the border with other people to do the job the government was not doing, and to make a point that the government wasn't do the, doing the job. If you ever noticed. Have you ever seen, Tim, people that are fleeing capitalism to seek a better future in a socialist or corrupt country? I, I I haven't. And, you know, I ask our listeners, think about it. Take all the time you need. Have you ever seen anyone fleeing the United States for life, for a better life in a socialist country?
2: Yeah, only, only the liberals, but they never go. They never, they uh, threaten they, to.
3: They promise. They, they promise. They,
2: they threaten it every time. But, here, but look, the, the border, you, you say the border issue. Let, let me change the wording a little bit, because this, this is really an existential crisis for us as a nation. This defines whether or not we're a country or we're just a collection of of uh, uh, of landmass that is wide open for everyone to come to and has no special meaning. And uh, I, it was President Ronald Reagan, who said a, a country without borders is not a country. Well. Uh, this is not a right or left issue. This is about whether or not you want your culture and your way of life to, to be undermined and, and have a whole mass invasion of people who love socialism, of people who are, are poor and desperate and will, will take advantage of the so-called unlimited resources our government is willing to give away as a welfare state. And, um, and and of course, they will all qualify. And then when when the time is right, the Marxist progressives who have taken over the Democrat Party will take this mass wave of invasion. It's not immigration. And they will legalize them, allow them to vote, and they will erase your vote. You will no longer have a say in your own country. Well That's said. what's at stake if you're paying attention.
3: It's true. It is weird that in America, our flag and our culture offend so many people, but our benefits don't. You just said it right there. And isn't it interesting, this caravan that's headed north, what's the flag that is right out front? It's the Honduran flag. These people are coming to America to take jobs away from Americans. The media loves to say they're going to do jobs Americans won't. But I think that's a consequence of little snowflakes graduating college with degrees in feminist ballet dance studies rather than... A degree that they can actually put to work, so that there aren't people that are willing to do the jobs that yeah. Don
2: Don. I, I think I think you're giving them too much credit. Okay, these people are these people are not coming here to work. This is their job. They are a it's paid rent-a mob. They have they've been paid by Soros, who funnels money into this entire effort, and and the whole purpose is is to decimate and destroy. Uh, the, the the whole concept of borders. This is this is an open borders reality show. It's a reality TV show that is being paid for and put on air by all the television networks. Uh, but it is not. The, yeah, these aren't people who who are in need. These are people who are being paid.
1: Right. That is Donnelly, numeral4congress.com, and you can, there's a click for volunteer, there's a click to look at the real records of he and uh, Paul Cook, so encourage you to go there, and whatever you can do to help get this, I know your slogan is really, it's really the truth. It's a patriot, not a politician. Someone who will vote the right way, not how he's told to vote, when he gets back to the swamp. So we've in the Redlands Tea Party Patriots have totally endorsed you both this time and when you ran previously for Congress and for governor. And uh, boy, I would just love to see you back there in Washington causing problems. Thanks for being with
3: us, Tim. Good luck on the campaign trail. We'll be pulling for you and you can pull for Tim too by going to his website, donating and volunteering. Coming up, another key race that's unfolding in the Inland Empire. We will focus on that as we continue our pre- election coverage of the most consequential midterm in the history of our country.
4: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to, they're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll free area code 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, the main event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at nine and Sunday mornings at eight o'clock right here on AM 590 The Answer. Licensed
5: by the California Bureau of Real Estate
3: Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And the duty of most private citizens, uh, the sacred duty, is coming up here, Greg, on November the 6th. It's a midterm. Typically midterms are marked by low voter turnout, uh, we're seeing in early mail-in ballots that Republicans across the country, with the exception of uh, one state, um, and I'm losing my mind, I can't think of that one state, uh, but with the exception of one, I think it's Texas, uh, Republican returns are outpacing Democrats.
1: So, And usually it's the opposite. Usually it's the Democrats that have right. more early votes than and the Republicans make it up if they do on Election Day. So I'm not sure if that is an omen
3: or if that's a quirk because all the rules got th- of uh politics
1: got thrown out in 2015 assume and 16 assume that we are 3% behind always always and, and assume work that we're and behind and vote and contribute accordingly
3: absolutely and i mentioned in the first half hour a voter guide craig because i don't know if you're getting uh the question about who do i vote for but i do and i because i I'm connected to people in so many diverse electoral uh, districts. It's a little difficult to put out a comprehensive voter guide. I'm not even going to attempt to do that. But there is one called uh, that Craig Huey puts together. You can go to the site if you're wondering in your county who do I vote for, what propositions, what measures, how do I vote? Go to CraigHuey.com, and right on that first page is a blue bar. You click on that, and it brings up a list of all 58 counties uh, throughout. Cal- Some people think there's only 57, but there really are in all 58. 57 states. Yeah, in 57 states. Uh, And click on Riverside. So if you're in Riverside, click on that. And Craig takes you through all the top of the ticket races, all the statewide races, all the legislative races. And as we scroll through these, we find one particular area that I think is important, uh, Greg, for people to know is how to vote for judgeships. California Supreme Court, California State Court of Appeal. Uh, Craig has done an awesome job of taking you through all of those races because rarely do we have judges on and then as you creep down through the uh, House of Representatives California state senator you get down to some races for California state Assembly and in those races there are roughly in the inland M- Empire riverside spe- uh, specifically about a half a dozen races one in particular is the district Greg, that I live in, which is the State Assembly 60th District, a really key race because currently that seat is held by someone who cast one of the deciding votes for the gas tax in this state, uh, Sabrina Cervantes.
1: I guess that's one of the things that she brags about that she get, she's getting done. She's a doer, right? She's that's a doer. what she talks she about.
3: Your, she, she does things by raising your gas tax. She done did your wallet right in by voting for higher gas tax. Opposing her is Bill Asaley. He's a former U.S. prosecutor, worked for the Department of Justice, and he joins us now on the Unite IE radio show to talk about the last 10 days of the campaign and what's unfolding bill welcome to the unite ie radio show thanks for taking the time to join us thank you for having me on so besides uh, you're welcome and besides the gas tax which we all know sabrina cervantes had to get bribed in order to vote for what else is she doing or talking about that you are campaigning against her for to hold her accountable for Tell me, I do have one question to start out with. One of your commercials said she's missed a lot of votes. Is she so busy being a doer that she's missed uh, her re- major responsibility to cast deciding votes in important laws that are being decided in Sacramento?
6: Yeah, so she's missed more than 150 votes in the legislature, uh, which is not, uh, doesn't really match up with her track record as being a doer. And the truth behind that is is that she is afraid to take positions she knows that she's a very vulnerable uh, legislator. She barely won in 2016. This is a Republican district traditionally. So she knows she's uh, carrying a seat that she has no business holding. So what the Democrats do, they're very clever, is they shield her from having a vote on anything, almost anything controversial, um, until they really need her vote. And then she's there for them. They call her in. They needed her for the gas tax vote, uh, and they called her in and They bribed her, and uh, she's out bragging about all the pork she got in exchange for it, which, by the way, when you hear about the millions of dollars she got in exchange for that, what she doesn't tell you is that the biggest project she's funding with that is the toll road project on the 15th freeway. So not only is she raising her gas taxes, but then she wants to charge you to use the roads that they're going to build with it, which is uh, ridiculous. So, And then the other vote they really needed her on and they had it was on Sanctuary State, SB 54, and she voted for Sanctuary State. So I've made the case that those two votes alone disqualify Sabrina Cervantes from representing um, my district, the western part of Riverside County, which traditionally is a very law-and-order district. We respect the police out here. We like our law enforcement. Uh, We respect prosecutors, and we like the rule of law, and she does not support the rule of law. So that is a huge, huge problem. Uh, with her representing our district, and I think a huge problem in general with California and their soft on crime policies they've been championing for the last uh, almost a decade now.
1: Well, And the soft on crime policies have just gone on steroids by the Democrats in this last term, with a series of laws to: if you have a mental problem and it causes you to commit a crime, you can get off without any punishment. To eliminate bail, to put more criminals on the streets, to eliminate possibility of, of 14 and 15 year old gang members being charged as an adult, even if they commit a murder or other heinous crime. And there's something else: uh, this game that, that they're just law after law. They've been passing this past term, the Democrats, to be soft on crime and put more criminals out on the streets here in California.
6: Oh, yeah. It's, everything is completely upside down. There's actually an article this week in which uh, now Jerry Brown's going to let about 4,000 people off, uh, third, people serving life sentences on third strikes are now going to be eligible for parole. So now Wait. they're letting out the third strikers, which are the worst of the worst offenders in our state.
3: You're saying we have 4,000 people locked up here in California for committing crimes in California. And these particular crimes are murder, taking someone else's life, for which the judge in that case had the ability to declare a sentence, to decide a sentence. And the sentence that was decided – now, am I wrong about that? Is it the judge that decides or the jury?
6: You know, it's a judge, but when it's a third strike, the judge's hands are tied. You know, I see. It's a 25-cent life sentence. What this was about was actually about Prop 57. So, in California, to be eligible for what we call a strike uh, felony, it has to be what's considered a serious or violent felony. Now, that doesn't mean you know, what you think it means. It's actually defined on what exactly is considered a serious or violent felony. There's a lot of violent crimes that aren't considered violent felonies, such as raping in an unconscious person or forcibly breaking into your home. There's a lot of those. What Prop 57 said is that if you're um, not serving a violent felony, if you're not serving a sentence for a violent felony, you're eligible for parole, even if you're a third striker. And Jerry Brown, when they campaigned on Prop 57, promised us, number one, that sex offenders would not be eligible under Prop 57 release, which turned out not to be true. The judges ruled there's no exception, and they are eligible. And then this is the next case that came out. This was recent in which a third striker challenged that He says, hey, I'm serving a serious but not a violent felony life sentence. I should be eligible for parole. And the judge said, you know what? Under Prop 57 as, ri- as written, you're right. And he went to court, and the judge agreed, and the appellate court just uh, affirmed it not too long ago. And now 4,000 people serving life sentences for a third strike offense are going to be eligible for parole. And Jerry Brown is refusing to appeal the case. He's basically you know just surrendered and said, okay, we're going to comply with the judge's order, which tells you what. It's just exactly what he was expecting all along. What they were so hoping for. Lie. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Yeah, California has a history of being soft on crime uh, recently.
1: Billy, can you stick with us for another segment? Absolutely. All right. We'll have more from Billy Asali, and we're going to have a quiz for Billy when we get back from this break after this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll.
5: mention am 590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or a hundred dollars off your repairs Carstar, all-star collision the kings of wreck and roll 951-279-9161 am 590
0: the answer
6: this is senator mike Morrell asking you to tune in to unite ie radio every saturday
1: at four o'clock On AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We are pleased to have candidate for the 60th Assembly District, Billy Asale, on the line, uh, running against the doer, quote, unquote, Sabrina Cervantes, who does things like raise our gas taxes and vote for sanctuary cities. These are the kind of things that she is, quote, getting done, unquote, in, in Riverside County. Before the break, we, had, we, we mentioned a quiz, so we have a, we have a little quiz here for you. Which state's cost of living adjusted poverty rate of 20.6% is nearly two times the national average of 12.7%? Which state? I would say da. California.
6: Right! And... California has the highest taxes and now the highest rate of poverty, which shows you it doesn't work.
1: With 12% of America's population, which state has one-fifth... Of America's homeless population?
6: Uh, California.
1: And with 12% of America's population, which state has 34% of America's welfare recipients? California. Which state has gas prices almost a dollar a gallon more than the rest of America?
6: That would be California.
1: And lastly, which state has electric, electricity prices? That are seventy-one percent higher for residential, one hundred and fifteen percent higher for commercial, and one hundred seventy-five percent higher for industrial compared to Texas. That would
6: be the great state of California. Now,
1: which which tell
3: him what he's won, Greg?
1: Which political party? I hope has, I hope has, the office on November 6th. Is- has has uncontested control of government in California.
6: The Democrats have controlled every branch of government in California since Jerry Brown started eight years ago.
1: Paraphrasing the quote attributed to Albert Einstein, the definition of insanity is voting for the same Dem politicians and expecting better results.
6: Absolutely. And I think this is why it's so important that everyone votes in about 12 days now on November 6th. Right now, it is all about getting out the vote. I can't tell you how many people I talk to that are just kind of, they're so frustrated. They're so overwhelmed by what's happening in California. It's almost as if they want to just give up. And they're saying, you know what, I'm just going to move. It's like, no, we're not moving. We're not quitting. We're not going anywhere. All you got to do is very simple. All 80 assembly members are up for election this year. You've got a third of the state senate up for election. uh, And you got the governor up for election. This vote on November 6th, and we can have a total revolution this year politically. Um, So what we want to do is, for our district especially, since Sabrina Cervantes is so vulnerable, I beat her in the primary by 53 points. She is terrified. She and her special interests have spent $3 million in my district against me to try to secure her seat. She has a very good chance of losing in 12 days, and we want to make sure she loses overwhelmingly. So we want everyone... To vote, especially if you're in my district, which is the cities of Corona, Narco, Eastdale, Hoopa Valley, and Western Riverside City. If you know anyone that lives there, have them return their ballot as soon as possible. And that's who wins. The people that win are the people that show up and vote. It's that simple. It's not a, it's not a poll. It's not this. The only people that count are the ones that vote.
3: You know, it was interesting. Uh, I was at an event where the Election Integrity Project was presenting, and EIP is very concerned about the number of mail-in ballots that have been sent out and the way that these things are handled. They're actually recommending people, if you haven't returned your mail-in ballot, don't. Surrender it to a polling place and ask for a clean a uh, ballot not a provisional ballot if you were surrender your mail in ballot you are entitled to vote a regular ballot Uh, do that because uh, there's a lot of games that get played with these mail-in ballots and the concern is we do not have good oversight in a lot of these registrar voters offices and at a lot of these precincts so that recommendation has uh is one i think that's worthy of consideration if you're able to do that of course vote if you can't do that send your mail-in ballot in but otherwise uh you may want to take election integrity project up on the invitation to do that uh bill we've talked briefly in little in greg's uh uh survey he mentioned the gas tax which is a i i think if we were just having an election on one item and one item only which was to repeal the gas tax i would think a hundred percent of conservatives of republicans of those conservative leaning declined to states should get out and vote because we're uh, we are witnessing what i think is the uh, in this election, uh, the government versus the people, if you've seen these Prop 6 mailers that are coming out from the folks that want to keep your money, that want to keep this gas tax in place, they're all government workers. They're all people that are feeding off the food chain of government in some way, shape, or form. These are the people that have $40, $50, 60000000 million that are deploying it in order to deceive voters about what's really at stake. This is not about road safety. This is about the public in California, the citizens, the voters taking back their political power, their sovereignty from a state that has run amok bureaucracies that are out of control. And they refuse to bring in Caltrans, uh, to, to rein in Caltrans, to make it an accountable agency to the people. Tell us a little bit about what's at stake with this particular uh, vote and how you are sure. supporting it.
6: Absolutely. So, yeah, make no mistake. This has nothing to do, Prop 6 has nothing to do with our roads. This is all about getting more money into the coffers in Sacramento, and that's all it's about. Jerry Brown and the Democrats up there know that if they ever put this up for an election, there was no way the voters would approve a $52 billion gas tax. So they didn't. They did it themselves. They have such disdain for the people. They impose a tax upon them, and now they're being completely dishonest and deceptive in their campaign and they're being very aggressive in the way they're raising money against prop six and the money they're spending now, i'll just give you an example all your cities are part of this association called league of uh, the league of cities league of california cities yes league of california cities in which they pay dues with your tax dollars the league of california cities has donated a million dollars to the no one prop six campaign wow that just came out recently you put it on our facebook page they're one of the top donors this League of California Cities is engaged in political activity with your tax dollars. They're spending your tax dollars against you to force a tax upon you. So there's a lot at stake here. This is a referendum on our form of government. Um, this is a government by the people, for the people. So we need to let them in Sacramento know that they're not in charge. The people are in charge. And if they get away with this gas tax, believe me, there are many more taxes to come. They know if they win on November 6th, they're going to be completely emboldened, and they will have a referendum to increase water taxes, they want to come after Prop 13. They're going to raise all kinds of taxes that you can't even think about. You can't even imagine. This, this is what we have to draw the line is on this, on this Prop 6 and vote yes.
1: And It's important to understand is that the couple of things. One is that the prop, the this gas tax which is also diesel and vehicle license fees is worth $779 that's what it costs the average family of four every year and no matter what they tell you in the in the lying commercials and mailers not a penny of that money has to be used on the roads. The, polit- the Democrat politicians can spend it on pert- near whatever they want to. So it's all a bunch of lies. And my, you know, my favorite mailer was this one that had this firefighter on it wanting us to pay higher gas taxes. And you look at transparentcalifornia.com. In 2017, he received $317,000 worth of salary and benefits from the taxpayers. So he's totally good with asking the rest of us to be higher gas taxes
6: well and people need to ask yourself, what what are firefighters doing championing a gas tax right it doesn't make any sense if this is about roads what do the firefighters care well they'll tell you why they care it's about ahead. more money for they want more benefits so they want more pensions and they're completely bought and paid for by the sacramento uh special interest and they're using the firefighters as a uh as as just a shield
3: to try to emotionally manipulate people well that and that's what that's about and that is my question uh we had a a prop six rally in corona where about 50 union members showed up using thug tactics to intimidate the citizens that were out reclaim to try to reclaim their money i asked them and they of course wouldn't answer where were you over the last two decades the money that we've been dutifully paying as taxpayers in gas taxes, expecting that money to be used to maintain and build our roads, was siphoned off by the legislature, siphoned off by the bureaucrats into, you guessed it, having to fund the unfunded liability, having to pay for other priorities that had nothing to do with roads. Where were you? They were lo- wall. All of this road safety crap, I, honestly, is just that. It's crap because where were you when – why weren't you uh, complaining about road safety? when the government was misspending the tax dollars at that point in time, the sixth highest in the nation. Where were you when they were misspending that money, complaining about the condition of the roads and road safety and how it was going to impact your response to 911 calls? You were AWOL. You didn't give a rip. You know why? Because that money was being used to pay for your pensions, pay for your benefits, pay for your outsized salaries. Right now, government workers are being paid 60% more than the average private sector worker. This has got to stop, and I appreciate that you've stepped up in order to help that happen, Billy.
6: Absolutely, and you know, I always tell people, I go, the best indicator of future behavior is past behavior. Look at what they've done with the money in the past. They squandered it. They steal it. They never use it for the roads. They have no intention of using it on the roads. In fact, they've gone on record saying, Jerry Brown has gone on record saying that we are not building freeways anymore in California. Those are the old days. In fact, CARB, the California Air Resources Board, has said they want to reduce the number of miles driven by people which means they want to get you out of your car and into a bus or a train. And they know the only way to do that is to jack up gas prices so high that people can't afford to drive, and two, to make the traffic so bad that you basically just give up on driving, and you're going to resort to their public transportation system. This is all part of their plan. They've said it publicly. They have no intentions on sending it on roads, improving roads, fixing roads. This is just about money, and it is basically – it's theft it's, it's, it's from the taxpayers. It is. What it is.
1: Emphasize the "you" in getting you out of your car, because they're they're not getting out of their cars. It's going to be the it's going to be the average people out of their cars. Now, if people want to connect with you, they can do so at Bill Essayli, which is spelled E S S A Y L I dot com. That's Bill E S S A Y L I com. We
6: have, we have an easier website. You just go to takeback60.com, takeback60.com. Now you can <laughs> You can learn all about our campaign. You can learn all about our campaign. You can go on social media. Please spread the word. I mean, you wouldn't believe how important word of mouth is. If you just tell a few friends, a few neighbors, a few co-workers, look, we can get rid of the gas tax in just 12 days, and we can get rid of the lady that approved it, Sabrina Cervantes, that will go a long way.
3: Absolutely. Bill, I appreciate you taking time out from your busy day on the campaign trail to be with us and get this message out. It is so important, Greg, that people do everything in their power to help get out the vote and encourage people to vote. We do have a sincere opportunity, even in California, if Republicans will turn out, if conservatives will turn out, if people that are uh, that will vote in for for sanity in government will turn out. We can actually have a, a huge impact in California, maybe elect a governor, John Cox, who's a conservative, have to in, uh, elect Mark Moisher, Secretary of State. If you want honest elections. If you want honest elections. If, if, if vote for if, people like Bill Assaylee in order to make sure that we don't have a supermajority of Democrats in California so that they can do what they've done to us in the past, pass things like a gas tax without the consent of the voters. The only way that happens, Greg, under our Constitution is if there's a supermajority in Sacramento.
1: Yeah, the in fact, the Democrats have threatened to destroy America unless elect them to destroy America. Well, and you make a great point. Under Obama, American
3: liberalism under pressures of both financial and philosophical pressures was either going to go out of business or be forced to radicalize. Guess what it's done over the last eight years? We're living a radicalized political left in this country, and, and we've got to
1: put it back in the bottle. And it comes back to what we said so often. The most important political office is that of the private citizen, and it is we, the private citizens, who will determine what kind of country we have and whether we even get to keep a country. So get out and vote November 6th. Get
3: your friends to get out and vote. Call them. Call everybody. Get out the vote on November 6th. This is the United Radio Show every Saturday at 4 p.m.